Matt here. We wanted to take a second before we get into this episode to acknowledge the last few days have been very tough and challenging emotionally for all of us here in the United States. But as four white men who have never had to experience the effects of systemic racism, the events of the last couple of days have also been eye-opening. And as white men who have never experienced systemic racism, we are responsible for helping to build and maintain a future society that is not just not racist, but truly anti-racist. The responsibility for making change doesn't rely on those just directly impacted. We as allies have a responsibility for making change as well. It is our responsibility to speak out. And this doesn't mean just posting our takes over social media and calling it a day. It means not letting those off-handed comments at a family holiday go unaddressed, or bringing up discrimination you witness at work, even if it might jeopardize your chance for a new job or a promotion. It's our responsibility to not let the news cycle bury these issues in our mind. Whenever our president does the next dumb thing on Twitter, we have to remember all these brutalities and injustices that took place over our feeds this weekend. Remember how it made us feel and recall those feelings when it's time to vote in November. It is our responsibility to be informed so we can better understand and empathize with people of color. It's not on them to tell us what it's like to be afraid to walk around their own neighborhoods alone. We need to be better and read and listen and engage in the conversation. And finally, it is our responsibility to support nonprofit organizations advocating for social reform. Either through volunteering or by donating, we can start to affect real change by working together with those on the front lines. In today's show notes, we've posted a few links for some groups you can help support and some recommended reading sent to us by IRL friends. Since we're located in Columbus, there will be some local resources there as well as a few national ones, but this is by no means a complete list. If we've learned one thing from 2020, it's that humor is a necessity, especially in the darkest times. We record our episodes in advance, so we're going to give you some bullshit we made up about King DDD fighting zombie Avengers that we recorded a few weeks ago. But before we do so, know that we love you, Black Lives Matter, and George Floyd was a victim of police brutality. Stay safe, stay well, stay engaged. Thanks for listening. Would it be so bad if an 84-year-old got into heroin? Welcome to the Cat Organizational Podcast. You idiot. It's written down in front of you, you idiot. This is like the buffalo chicken wrap of answers. I haven't heard about hot orcs in a while. We were so horny for motion controls in 2005. I can't wait to come back and tell you how it was Noah's Ark, you asshole. I would also like to retroactively say I've never had cotton candy acid. So Andrew's 100% doing a voice, right? Everybody get off IMDb now. Time to record. This episode and probably this whole this whole podcast is a mistake. Hello and welcome to Debate This, the show where no one is right, but someone is definitely wrong. In this show, we talk about comic books, video games, and of course, the painful realization that the realize the fuck. <laughs> just, yeah, you keep it in there. Uh, the painful realization. You can stop there. It's just uh, the painful, painful realization. Realization. Um, what I was, what I was getting at is I was thinking the other day, like, man, I, there are so many good games out there and I just don't play games. And pre 2020, 
I always was able to chalk that up to not having any time to play games. <laughs> Clearly, that's not the case. <laughs> I have I have plenty of time now, but um, I'm chalking it up to what's probably more correctly a paralyzing fear of options and the inability to get emotionally invested in anything. Yeah, you don't even mean just like video games. You just mean I like said everything. what I said. <laughs> Okay. I am I am tagged in this picture and I don't like it. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have learned about myself that I can care it about exactly two things at a time, and that's it. And that could be things like Super Smash Brothers and Overwatch, or that could be things like Agents of Shield and my personal hygiene. But I can only care about two things at a time. Yeah, it's like that triangle graph in college where it was like good grades, <laughs> sleep, and social life. Choose two. Yeah. Yeah. Except now it's a dodecahedron, and I can only pick two. <laughs> For me, I, I've just been stunned to learn how quickly my attention span vanishes at the slightest distraction. Yeah. Yes. Trying to work on anything. Someone comes in the room, gone. Just completely yeah. removed it's, from what I was It's generally the feeling. It's generally the feeling that... Um, all the things that I used to enjoy don't give me happiness anymore. <laughs> yep. So what? what is that? Is that anything? Should I be worried? I'm fine. <laughs> I'm sure I'm fine. Eat at Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think like that, That I mean that, and I think that could be equatable to anything. It's not just video games. It's Netflix. It's the same reason why I have seen The Office a thousand <laughs> times, but I haven't watched any of the, like the shows that I know that I would like, you know, I know like all those awesome sci-fi shows that I know I'd get into. Yep. But I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put on Parks and Rec for the for the one thousandth time. So in that same vein of sticking to familiar territory, let's talk more about Smash Brothers. Oh please! <laughs> oh, I'm so in. Let's do it. Getting yeah. just getting back into our little comfort zone. Yep. Yes, sir. What is um, something you retreat to whenever you feel bad? Smash Brothers. Yeah, exactly. So, um, listeners out there, uh, our our particular group of friends have been playing a lot of Smash Online, which you can find out about. You can find out when we're playing and try and play with us. By joining our Patreon oh, yeah. and getting our Discord chat. It's true. That's, that's absolutely a true. Thing. Yeah, that's very real. Um, we'll uh, we'll get we'll we'll be we'll get better about posting on that and doing like at here's and stuff. Um, but yeah, check us out on Patreon so you can be part of that fun. It's really I mean having this stuff is really nice at a time like this. It's basically like our ha- our group's happy hour. Like we can all you know get on and bullshit and and have something to do. It's not just doing like a boring Zoom call because like goddamn if I have to do one more fucking Zoom call I'm gonna lose my mind. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> Um, but our ritual, our rituals, um, almost every time we play is to end every session with a DDD's only fight, uh, specifically at Hyrule Temple. So in spirit of that, I thought it would be a fun exercise today to try a DDD's only fight in our show, <laughs> because of course, this is the last show that we're probably ever going to do, um, <laughs> from all, based on what all I've heard. Down. <laughs> all DDD's all the way down. So, uh, so this is our, our fun way of kamikazeing. Uh, <laughs> our own <laughs> podcast. No items. Dedities only. Hyrule Temple. Yeah. Oops, all Gordos. <laughs> uh, and and in true style, um, I'll, I'll hear debate this. The big wigs at Big Comics Inc. have contracted Marvis and Marvis's peanut butter and my chocolate division. Is that a real job? Hi, excuse me. I'm looking for a new job. Is that a real job that I can have? Um, it can be. Great. We we can make you a business card and say peanut, or uh, CEO of peanut butter and my chocolate division, <laughs> Marvis and Marvis worldwide. Um, so they've contracted uh, M M M and M Worldwide 
uh, to help them come up with a new spin-off comic series featuring the crowned Chungus himself, King Dedede. So, I'd like to welcome to today's pitch, Kyle, the Sultan of the Slam, Harper, Matt, the Godfather of Gordo's Coal, and Todd, Regent of the House of the Inhale, Thomas. <laughs> That's good. Those are really, really, really good. I tried to see really and very at the same time. I can no longer speak. This was uh, this was written in between uh, writing sessions for our um, for our floor before Bagorf D and D campaign. <laughs> All right, guys, let's get into those pitches. So tell me, how can we shoehorn our favorite Chonkster as the feature of a brand new comic book spinoff series? Um, Big Comics, fortunately, doesn't care which publisher you draw from. This is this is uh, company agnostic. Uh, just make sure that these are all established characters in comic books so that we can make sure this thing can sell. Um, so I want you to tell me what comic franchise we're going to pull from and how DDD fits in either as the hero or the villain. Or both. You decide. Kyle, let's start with you. All right. So Matt, or not Matt, Andrew. So Andrew. <laughs> Definitely not Matt. <laughs> Hi, but I not, am here too. But yes. not Matt. You, you can't listen to this though, Matt. This isn't for you. This is for Andrew. Oh. Thanks, Kyle. Our first page is a full full page splash. King Dedede riding a warp star through the vast expanses of space. After suffering defeat at the cone-shaped hands of Kirby, takes off through the cosmos to do some soul-searching. Why does he keep going toe-to-toe with this unstoppable force of complete destruction? Why can he never win? What is he missing? (laughs) His spiral of self-loathing is interrupted when he stumbles upon a planet with the ruins of a once-great, now-devastated civilization. He lands his warp star and walks the streets. Marveling at the giant skyscrapers and sprawling cityscape, he begins to think, maybe I can rebuild my kingdom here, far from Kirby's grasp. When a star-spangled figure shambles into view and shouts, Fresh meat! (laughs) (laughs) Suddenly out of the surrounding buildings, a swarm of brightly costumed corpses close around our displaced king and close around him to attack. Tightly gripping his mallet, DDD knocks the jaw off of... Off of one, in a bright red and blue uh, costume cadaver, before it produces a rope from its arm and swings away. With his mallet, he's able to hold them off, but they, he's, he loses ground as they continue to close in on him, when a crashing sound emanates down one of the nearby roads. A huge ball of sca- scrap metal rounds the corner and disperses the zombie horde. When he's sure it's safe, Dedede approaches... <laughs> it's the- wild. Yeah. When he's sure it's safe, DDD approaches the man in the center of this scrap metal ball, cloaked in red and purple. Uh, The man removes his signature helmet, and Magneto looks looks terrified at our king and asks wildly, Why did you come here? Do you know where you are? We have to get you to safety. I love the idea that Magneto (laughs) is a giant blue penguin and is like, Why did you come here? (laughs) Um, and after what he's just experienced, uh, King, King Dedede trusts this man, um, knowing it is his only hope of surviving the Marvel zombies. Wow. That was a fucking journey. Um, okay. I'm going to need like, I'm going to need 10 times the exposition to, for you to explain to me what the hell I just heard. Cause what is, what was the fresh meat bit? That was, that was, um, Colonel America, zombie Colonel America yelling to his fellow zombies that there's some fresh meat for them to eat 
Because they're zombies. Oh, I don't know. I don't know Marvel zombies. Oh, I just okay. know as much as I know about Marvel zombies is there are zombies. You got it. Yeah, you you got Marvel it. Zombies. We'll we'll cover okay. some more well, of the basics in the following questions. But um, what's yes. their zombie science? They can talk. Because zombies can't talk. They just moan. <laughs> Maybe in your universe they can't. So in in these in the Marvel zombie comics they were sentient. They were aware of what they were doing. They were most like um, Peter Peter Parker is like. Every time he eats a, a living person, he like eats it and then like throws up because he's like so disgusted with himself that he ate a, a <laughs> human being and then like his zombie instincts kicked it kick in and he like eats more of it. So like they're very sentient. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> they have this like uncontrollable hunger for fre- for for living flesh and uh, but they're still very aware. Like I was Spider Man, savior of New York City. What am I doing? This is horrible. And like, yeah, it's it's a fun Ooh. time. It's a good comic. I really liked Marvel awesome. Zombies. Yeah. <laughs> so is Magneto like the hero here, or is Magneto also a zombie? Uh, Mag- in the comics, Magneto and um, all his acolytes are safe from it. Okay. Because they're living on Asteroid M, um, so they kind of watch it happen and then like try to save the survivors as as gotcha. they can. Okay, so DDD is the hero of this story. DDD is our hero of Marvel Zombies. That's I bet that's not a sentence you thought you'd be saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as it's not as bizarre as some of the other stuff I've said on this show. That's for sure. Fair enough. <laughs> Kyle, important question, uh, referring specifically to line six, word one of that thing you just said. <laughs> My question is. Did you use the verb marveling to forecast that this was a Marvel comic? Was that intentional? Every word in that paragraph was chosen very carefully and specifically, yes. <laughs> if you read the first letter of each sentence one at a time, you actually get it Rick It spells rolled. out the lyrics to Rick Astley's Never Gonna Give You Up, yes. <laughs> I hate this stupid podcast. <laughs> you can't get out now. You're too far deep. Matt, do you want to tell us your dumb thing? Yeah, yeah, it's really stupid. Because <laughs> okay. listen, my friends, let's face it. This is a stupid question that we are asking today. And I believe to answer a stupid question, one must present a stupid answer. Don't bring down the question to validate the stupidity of your answer, Matt. Whatever, Kyle, King DDD is the hero of Marvel Zombies Harper. That's and that a is real certainly the said. most weird thing we'll say today. I know, I'm glad, right? <laughs> All right, now I think that I have compiled the stupidest answer from one of the stupidest things to ever happen in comics, and I would like to present it to you now. So please, take a trip back with me, if you will, to the year 1994. A year full of great... Is that the year you were born? Uh, It's the year after, thank you. Okay. Uh, I'm a 93 baby. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) A year full of great movies, like Forrest Gump, Pulp Fiction, and The Shawshank Redemption. It was also a year that saw the meteoric rise of an actor we've praised many a time on this podcast, Mr. Jim Carrey. Now, I'm not here to talk about Mr. Carrey's exquisite films, Dumb and Dumber, or Ace Ventura Pet Detective. No, I'm here to talk about the movie that made Hey Pachuco famous, 1994's The Mask. (laughs) I can hear it in my head. A movie you probably didn't realize was adapted from a 1989 Dark Horse Comics property of the same name. Don't tell me what I do and don't realize. (laughs) Did you know The Mask was a comic? I didn't know The Mask was a comic. I had no idea. I did not know that. 
Yeah. I mean, it, I, it tracks. Like, it's not surprising. I did, but I'm a nerd. Go on, well, Matt. Good for you, Kyle. <laughs> uh, so, the plot of the comic is similar, albeit a bit darker, to the movie. A guy named Stanley Ipkiss finds a jade mask in an antique shop and buys it as a gift for his girlfriend. Because that's what you get your girlfriend. Uh, Turns out the mask has magical powers that turn you into a clinically insane version of that weird freakazoid guy from WB Saturday Morning Cartoons. And you know the rest if you've you seen. You mean Freakazoid? You're not. You're gonna. You're gonna drag Freakazoid into this too. It was. <laughs> it's an example of the cartoon properties. That's all I had. I'm sorry. Just let me have this, Kyle. I really enjoyed Freakazoid when I was younger. Smoking. <laughs> <laughs> you guys remember when he said that? Yeah. 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 Well. Back to me and, and my answer. The mask has been a staple of Dark Horse Comics for 30 years, with its most recent publication being released in 2019. Are you serious? I'm so serious. Called I Pledge Allegiance to the Mask, Make America Green Again. <laughs> no, oh my that God. doesn't exist. It super Get exists. Get the hell out of here. You can Google it. It exists, and I'm sad. We have to stop the podcast, because that's better than anything oh, we'll ever, so... ever come up with. That's so good. I'm so mad. That's so fantastic. So about 10 years into that publication run, The Mask went on a world tour in a limited series called The Mask World Tour, terrorizing the worlds of other (laughs) Dark Horse properties. After the world tour, The Mask found its way to Gotham, I'm completely serious, and on the face of none other than the Joker in a comic entitled Joker Mask 2000, or it came out in 2000, but it was just called Joker Mask, for a four-issue crossover run. Now, who's to say the mask didn't find its way to Popstar on that world tour? And who's to say the mask didn't find its way onto the face of King DDD while it was there? We know King DDD loves to take everything around him as it is his own, and we also know when he's being an asshole, he's usually being controlled against his will, like in Dreamland 1 and 2. And who I ask you is to say that King Dedede didn't have a Gordo knocked back at him, knocking the mask off of his head back through a warp portal to Gotham, where he must now go to team up with Batman to steal the mask back from the Joker and return to his gluttonous ways on his home planet. I ask you. <laughs> Matt, are you all right? I'm not. I'm <laughs> far from all right, Todd. <laughs> I, uh, cause I know we're doing some silly things here today, but this like, is, this is what a cry for help looks like. I think <laughs> we, we want, we here at debate this just want to remind all of you listening at home to take the time <laughs> to for self care. If you need to talk to somebody, please do so. Um, don't, don't go looking at dark horse comics backlog of 2019's <laughs> I pledge allegiance to the mask. Make America green again. Colin, make America green again. I spent my self care time today reading through the mask wiki, which is real and exists and is like expansive. And <laughs> I swear to God, the mask wiki must have been written by one guy and has not been touched by anybody else. Cause like, the writing is insane. All of the sentences start and oh, end man. the same. It's like the mask was crazy when he put on the mask. By putting on the mask, he became crazy. That's I like mean, every well, sentence. It's, it's a nightmare. In their defense, that's what happens when your subject is a noun, a verb, and an adjective. Yeah. It's a 30-year-old comic 
where the Jim Carrey portrayal of the character is the mild version of the character, so audiences will accept it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't expect anything less than an insane wiki. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's what I've got. Um, King DDD is getting mashed into two limited run series, one the Mask World Tour and two Joker Mask. <laughs> And it's going to be a nightmare. It's going to be a goddamn nightmare, but we're going to do it. And I've wrote a story that I'm kind of proud of. So let's go. All right. Awesome. Um, Todd, he says with great trepidation. (laughs) (laughs) Can you just answer me one question before we get into it? Mm -hmm. How many boners are in this? Just there's... there's one right there's, answer. There's no no boners. Um, okay. No, I <laughs> but think at least good. A, but at least a half chub. Okay. <laughs> well, that's what? unavoidable. <laughs> All right. Well, here it is. I finished my beer while Matt was talking, so let's get into this. So, Andrew, King <laughs> King DDD has been dealt many LLLs. So, uh, it's it. no mm. surprise mm. that. After messing around with, you know, experimental warp star technology, that he, all of us together now, gets sucked into a tear in the fabric of space and time. Power of friendship. Yeah, we all said that at the exact same time, but it just sounded like Todd said it, but don't worry about it. Yeah. Well, so, okay, so experiments with warp star technology sucked into space and time, and wouldn't you know it, he's going to end up in one of the various Marvel universes. Now... For many people, they probably got their first experience with Marvel Universes in Sony's 2018 Enter the Spider-Verse. That was, you know, for many people, their first romp through multiple universes and characters. So in that movie, we got to experience an alternate universe Spider-Mans. Now, though Nick Cage was a hit as Spider-Man Noir, the real star of that show was John Mulaney as the Spider-Man of Earth... 8311. Why did you emphasize the U like that? John Mulaney? Oh, well, just wait, Matt, because uh, that might actually make sense soon. Oh, He's no. gearing up for all his uh, animal I, puns, uh, Matt. I regret <laughs> so, it. I hate it. I'm so out. if you if you saw um, Enter the Spider-Verse in 2018, you know that John Mulaney was Spider-Ham. So mm-hmm. what if I didn't see Sp- Into the Spider-Verse until 2019? Would I not know that? Then you wouldn't have known it. You know it in 2019. Yeah. Oh, okay. But you still a, know it now. It was a different... Like they, lost, they lost the rights. It's like Mike Tyson's punch out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the long and short of it now is that we we are in a world where this comic run is going to be that King DDD got sucked into Earth 8311. So now uh, Spider-Ham and the other heroes of Earth 8311 now have to face their greatest threat yet, a giant blue penguin who is now known as as King DDD Pin, and we're all stuck in his DDD mention. Uh, I don't like I actually, this. I actually like DDD mention. I do. I like DDD mention a lot better than King DDD yeah. Pin. That's the way it has to be. Well, okay. So, and we'll we'll talk about percent of that landed. We'll talk about all these really really ridiculous. Um, like different names they have for all these like heroes that get animalized. Kingpin in 8311 is Pinhead of Crime and it's a polar bear. So now nah, we're doing better. It's a giant blue penguin with a hammer now. Okay. I like it. That's oh, an improvement. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I'll okay. give you that penguin is better than polar bear. You get that. For sure. I'll give you that. Yeah. All so right. when you asked why it sounded like Moo Laney, it's because yeah, it's yeah. literally John 
Moo Laney. I mean, he's not here, but like it works in this bit that I'm now doing. This is I like in that dumb. universe that John Mulaney is just a comic in the in the Spider Ham universe, and he's also <laughs> he's a cow. I'm like ninety percent <laughs> sure John Mulaney himself made that pun while on a press tour for Into the Spider Verse. So I think Wouldn't it tracks. It. I think yeah, it tracks. Feels right. Yeah. Um, okay, so we've we've created three somehow coherent universes. So let let's move on. Uh, so the the big draw in from somebody who doesn't you know follow a lot of these uh, intricate storylines, the big draw to standalone series like these are, are really the flimsy reasons to bring all of these different characters in some kind of hodgepodge world altering event, right? So like Apocalypse is such a big threat that when he shows up, you know that Magneto's teaming up with the X-Men. Dr. Robotnik plotted to tear apart the fabric of Sonic's reality until Mega Man appeared to help save one of their three universes. <laughs> because when you talk about wikis, you cannot not talk about the Sonic Stupid. comic wiki. Um, so tell me, what is the world-altering event that will force all of your universes to collide in your comic arc alongside King Dedede? And, more importantly... How can we inspire that sweet, sweet cover art? Well, Andrew, I think in uh, the Marvel Zombies universe, the world-altering event is that most of the Marvel superheroes became zombies and then proceeded to annihilate the rest of the human race. Um, so... Well, that feels like a cop-out, but continue. <laughs> um, so we've already met uh, Colonel America, Spider-Man, and Magneto in my uh, little opening blurb there. Um, but DDD is going to encounter so many other uh, Marvel hits. Um, we we're gonna have zombie Hawkeye, zombie Hank Pym. Um, there's non-zombie Black Panther in the in the universe. Um, zombie Fantastic Four is all there. It's pretty great. What is the purpose of saying non-zombie Black Panther? Black Panther's on the human side. That... Yeah, like so. There's okay. some some get turned into zombies and some are fighting the zombies. Black Panther is fighting okay. the zombies, but Noted. but the real fun. Uh, starts when the the zombie planet is visited by, and the zombies then promptly consume Galactus, the World Eater, which is Buck Wild. <laughs> it's insanity. It is a real event in the Marvel Zombies That's comics awesome. that Galactus. I have like, to read this comic. <laughs> it's so good, guys. <laughs> Silver Surfer comes to to the planet to do his whole like I'm the herald of Galactus Galactus is coming to destroy mm -hmm. your planet and the zombies just like take him out and eat him and <laughs> <laughs> okay I would very much like to see that please continue and then and then Galactus shows up and he does his whole I'm Galactus the world eater your planet has been chosen <laughs> to be <laughs> and they and they like got some of the powers by consuming um, Silver Surfer so that like just get tips the scales enough that they are able to eat Galactus and uh, and become it's amazing. Come gifted with his powers, cosmic, and and once they do that, they're like, "Cool, we're hungry for living flesh, and now can tra traverse the galaxy with these powers we just absorbed from this celestial." We're off, and they like all fly off the planet to go eat the rest of the galaxy. And our hero, King Dedede, is gonna grab his mallet and follow them to stop that from happening. Um, so we we we're gonna follow Dedede. And he's going to um, come upon the ruins of a destroyed, zombified Asgard because DDD showed up just a little too late to help King Thor protect the Asgardians from being zombied as well. Um, but but DDD and Thor, uh, two hammer bros, are going to team up together oh, to try and stop the zombie, the zombie horde from eating the rest of the galaxy. Oh, that's good. So we get Galactus, we get Silver Surfer, and we get Thor. 
in the in the back half of this comic. Okay, I very much like <laughs> DDD and Thor as a team up. Right? I didn't know that that I I didn't know I would like that as much as I I just realized. Oh fuck, that's good. Okay. What I love most is that in my head I can hear this, and it is <laughs> it is. <laughs> It is Chris Hemsworth's Thor, and then the gross voice that King DDD had in the Saturday morning cartoon. Uh-huh. Yeah, when he, he had that, um, it was like that real Cajun yep. New Orleans. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, co- that cartoon was ahead of its time. Kirby right back at you? Yeah, it was. Bananas. <laughs> How absolutely outrageous. We need to do a watch along of, of that sometime. Hell yeah. <laughs> yes. No, Todd, we <laughs> you need can find, to. It's all on YouTube. It's all on YouTube. You can just—it's just there for no one to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure three people are watching it. It's one of the three shows Andrew keeps watching because it's comforting to him. Exactly. <laughs> yep. You, Do you, you think know, the best part that. was was King DDD's accent or his sidekick was Escargoon? It's one hundred percent Escargoon. Yes. <laughs> My answer to that to both of those is yes. <laughs> Escargoon fans, let us hear it. Get at us. <laughs> Boy, what a weird tangent we've gone on. Andrew, can I talk about the mask yet? Uh, I'd rather you not, but I guess it's your turn. Okay, so um, let's talk about Joker Mask, the 2000 comic book that actually no. exists. <laughs> so once Joker put uh, the mask on, he basically became unstoppable. Quote from the comic book. <laughs> Batman was able right. to deduce that the mask was not having its usual psychological effects on the Joker because he already follows his deepest desires unhindered. Of course, because what of course I he was. <laughs> from the mask wiki okay. today is that that is what the mask does. It makes you follow your your deepest desires at a psychological level and nothing can get in your way. And that's basically what the Joker does. Also, in the movie, apparently Loki made the mask. Yep. Um but that is not canon oh. in the comics. Yeah, I don't know. So, anyway, huh. Batman like the knows. real Viking god Loki, not not Marvel comics yeah, yeah, hero not, Loki. Not, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, not yeah. Tom Hiddleston. No, yes, it was. Um, it was actually. I'd be like, rad if it was just like the lore of the mask is Tom Hiddleston made it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't Tom Hiddleston. It was um, the I don't remember the actor's name. The last movie I can remember watching him in was the first Spy Kids movie, and he played Augustus Floop. Um, does that get anybody anywhere? No. no, it it does actually. I'm 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 on it. You keep going, though, Matt. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Thank you, Kyle. So anyway, Batman knows they need someone who can take the physical abuse of the Joker, as Batman is only a man and can continue. And they need someone who can continue to return to the fight. So when a giant squishy penguin with a mallet to dwarf Harley Quinn's flies into the world on a warp star and slams into the ground and gets up like nothing happens, the Dark Knight is quick to make an ally. Okay. Okay. So it's just hammers all the way down. It's pretty much hammers all the way down. Uh, But I mean, like, so think about it. The Batman is only a man and the Joker is indestructible and Batman needs someone who can just Mm -hmm. take a licking and keep on ticking. So, Matt, if I'm understanding you correctly, you basically are pitching the the entire plot to who framed Roger Rabbit. I am not not pitching (laughs) the entire plot of who framed Roger Rabbit. If I'm hearing you correctly, the rules of this universe are... 
cartoons are immortal to the in the eyes of men. But in order to stop a cartoon, we must need we need to make use of other cartoons. Is that what is that what I'm hearing in my very human ears? So I'm gonna go. Hold on. Guys <laughs> so I was I was looking up I was looking up the answer to Matt's um, actor question. What what did you compare it to, Andrew? Uh, who framed Roger Rabbit? Oh, because it sounds like Space Jam to me. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> Maybe a better Space more Jam minus the appropriate. The judges would have also accepted Space Jam. Um, for every for everyone waiting for the answer to who played Loki in the mask, it was actor Alan Cumming. Ah, thank you, thank you. Important information. So here's the thing, right? Is that like. On the Mask Wiki, which I now believe is canon, they describe the powers of the mask, the like lowercase the mask, the object, the mask. And that is the longest page on the wiki. I shit you not, it's about 12 pages long. And I only skimmed it because I couldn't <laughs> read 12 pages of mask lore. It was insanity. But what I did learn is that like they categorize the effects of the mask on the wearer as a like, quote-unquote, cartoonish level. So quite literally, yes, Andrew, cartoons are gods in the eyes of men in the mask universe. Much like the plot of Space Jam. And Rod, yes. who framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, um, so, of course, other Gotham staple characters will join the fight against the Joker, Harley Quinn included, so we'll get all that sweet double hammer action on the front cover, as well as King DDD, who will follow me here, be completely re-outfitted with a bat-inspired motif. Just think of okay. think of King DDD in like George Clooney Batman. That's what I'm going for. <laughs> Wait, did the George Clooney Batman have the nipples? It did. It did have that the nipples. Okay. Yeah, that yeah. was yeah. Batman. And I'm Robin. just so in that moment, I was playing the role that, of our listeners, because they would also be asking that question at home, and I want them to have that answer from your human mouth. Yes, yes. I I am pitching to you today, Todd, big droopy... Nope, don't aim it at me. King DDD nipples, yes. Uh, uh. <laughs> All right, I'll, allow me to, to uh, speak on behalf of our listeners. Let's move on. Uh, yeah. Todd, <laughs> please, please are, say something. Are they cone-shaped or concentric? Nope. <laughs> nope, I'm not doing this. We're not not today, Kyle. Not today. Uh, <laughs> taking that out of there. So I'm gonna paint the picture. the The picture of the cover of this comic book is definitely gonna be the big team up of the good guys versus the bad guys. And let me tell you what that looks like. So with King DDD Pin coming to upend Earth 8311. He's obviously going to be stopped by the heroes of Earth 8311, which I know you're curious who those heroes are, Andrew, so I want to tell you. Mm -hmm. Some headliners of 8311, that Earth, would be Spider-Ham, as in Peter Porker himself, Captain Americat, Thur, <laughs> Dog of Thunder, uh, a hero <laughs> named Frank Carpel, but you may know him as the Punfisher, and of yeah. course, I don't like and of one. course, everyone's favorite Goose Rider. Oh no, <laughs> is that real? Goose Rider is okay. I don't like the Pun Fisher. I'll accept Pause the others. Pause for Todd to post a picture of uh, Goose Rider into the Google Dot. Um, kablam, Goose God Rider! God damn it! No, I want at least I want at yep. least twelve issues of Goose Rider. Yeah. On my desk by yeah, Monday. I would I would read Goose Rider. Not not the point. Goose Rider would be even better if it was the same Ghost Rider, like with the human skull, riding just a giant goose. 
instead of a mo- playing giant goose <laughs> yeah, instead of a motorcycle. But this I, is good too. I do. I like. I like Goose Rider a lot. I'm. I'm back in. All right. <laughs> um, well, so. Uh, so obviously King DDD pin knows he's going to need backup. And so when the heroes assemble the, the earth 8311 Avengers are called the scavengers, which is not that clever, but when they, when they, you know, gather to banish King DDD pin, he uses his remor- his remaining warp star power to then summon his own super team. So he brings in from the rift back to pop star. He calls for meta Knight to join Earth 8311, or as we come to know him as Man Bat Knight, because everyone's a big Man Bat fan in this world. So we got Man oh, Bat man. Knight. Okay. Additionally, he does end up rounding out the rest of his team with existing villains of Earth 8311. So Andrew, I know you're curious who those would be as well. Absolutely. So we're gonna have some we're gonna have some A-listers like Craven the Bunter. That is a Craven the Hunter. Yeah, uh-huh. Um, he's a fish. Uh, sure. We have wait. Ham- why bunter? Because that's what they did. I don't know. Um, <laughs> are these are these are these all real, or did you make these? up? No, this is all very real. Um, okay. Initially, the first round through, he was Raven the Hunter, and he was a Raven. But when they redid so him again, the they did yeah, Crayfin the Bunter, and he's a crayfish. Um, okay. We'll also have villains like Ham Nito, and of course the the ringer of this team is. Paste pot peep, a sheep. <laughs> okay. That's not real. All right, that is yep. real. <laughs> no, nope. uh, he, he passes. Stand <laughs> he by passes. for other picture into the word doc, False. listeners. These will all not be real. on the Instagram. Oh post. no, it's actually real. <laughs> oh, it's paste pot peep. Oh. I like, you said a okay. sheep. He's not really a sheep in that one, but that's what no, they came up he, with. It has. No, bird looks feet. like a Mickey Mouse character. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a chicken. He's got to be a chicken. At, yeah. at, it says it says sheep in the wiki, but you know, Wiki-wise. no one's ever read this comic book to know for sure. <laughs> no, no. Um, but yeah, that is the that okay. is the the comic book cover we're getting, Andrew. Okay, I would. And you know what it you know what it doesn't have? What? No penguin nipples anywhere. Not a single one on the page. See that that's that's the that's your tagline. Yeah, <laughs> <Absolutely> <laughs> zero penguin nipples. Okay, okay. Three oddly oddly like legitimate side arcs good job guys um all right let's 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 close this off so because this is a one-off story outside of the continuity we obviously need to be able to end the story by returning everything exactly as we left it um but you know those of you who have listened for a long time you might remember back when todd did secret wars one of the things that was like a like a long-term ramification was peter parker got a black suit Right, so anybody reading <laughs> Spider-Man and then just like didn't read Secret Wars was like, oh, Peter Parker's in a black suit now. That's weird. I guess I have to spend forty dollars to go read Secret Wars. Um, and then they did the same thing in Civil War. All of a sudden, Spider-Man revealed his identity. That's correct, right? I'm not. Somebody want to fact check me yes. on that? Yes. Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Um, yeah, I remember seeing that. Thing. I remember seeing that in the news when it came out. So give me that. Like, what is that? one long-term ramification the one thing that puts that puts just a little bit of justification into why this fucking arc even exists i'll build up to our big our big cover andrew um so so thor and (laughs) ddd meet up uh thor tells ddd that now that the these zombies um blessed with the power of galactus have also assimilated the asgardians into their ranks there's only one way to defeat these zombies and that is by collecting the Infinity Stones, putting them into the Infinity Gauntlet, 
and using its powers to remove them from existence. Ah, uh, yes, the Dragon Balls. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> Thor and Dedede team up, hammers in hand, and take off across the gal- galaxy buddy cop style to assemble the stones, careful not to draw, draw the attention of the zombies as the zombies go around to continue to dr- devour worlds. And we'll get great, like, paired shots where... Thor and D to D find the reality stone, and then like the zombies eat the spider ham planet. Sure. Because because <laughs> we they need, do. We got we gotta keep tabs on them as well. So the two, you know, they go about their their business, they successfully assemble the stones, get the infinity gauntlet, which, when worn by King D to D, that's our cover shot. D to D with the infinity gauntlet on it. Um, and that'll be on Instagram too, everybody. We we won't leave you hanging. Uh, DDD, you know, snaps his fingers and all the zombies dust away. The problem is solved, leaving DDD with a great idea on how to deal with the pink cosmic horror he left on Popstar. The lasting ramification being DDD is also going to take the Infinity Gauntlet with him back to Popstar to fight Kirby. Yes. Thus setting up Kirby Infinity Wars on Dreamland. <laughs> Wait, so if Kirby inhales the Infinity Gauntlet... You don't want to know. How's that work? You don't want to know. That's a whole other... Maybe that's another episode. <laughs> that's that, Someone pays $50 for the flavor text. I'll do it, but mm-hmm. we're, we're, it's too much. <laughs> it's too much. Okay. Okay. We'll save that one. Uh, all right. Interesting. I, I like the Infinity War angle. That's in, that's cool. I, uh, I, can't, I can't get away from just picturing full color shots of... DDD and Thor bashing zombie skulls. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm here for that. It's it's glorious. It's it's so cool. Uh, Matt, how are you going to return everything back to the way it was? Okay, so follow me here because because <laughs> it's going to be a little bit of a ride. But <laughs> in like, the original, I sure I sure have been up to this point. <laughs> in the original Joker mask comic, Batman was only able to defeat the Big Head Joker. Parentheses. Big Head is the name of the the mask person like when you put on the mask you become big head or that's what people call you anyway batman was only able to defeat the big head joker by convincing him that he's not funny anymore which caused the joker's real head to sprout out of his shoulders next to the big head head they had some dialogue and then the joker removes the mask that's how batman he sprouted a head Yep. He sprouted a head. Out of his shoulders. Out of his shoulder, he sprouted a head. And then those two heads talked. Sure. And And real Joker was like, you're right, I don't like Mask Joker, and took the mask off of his second head, I yeah. guess. Okay. Okay. So all of that said... I hate that. Yeah, right? Yeah, that's... Okay. It's, it's <laughs> awful. I hate it, too. So yeah. somehow, I feel like adding King DDD into that ending might make it better. Uh, so, it's certainly not weirder. Can't right. make it worse. <laughs> yeah, right. One of the weaknesses of the mask, per the mask wiki, is that the wearer can still be knocked unconscious, and then the mask can be removed while they're out cold. So I'm imagining at the end of this epic arc of King DDD in Gotham or whatever, Harley Quinn and Batman holding the Joker back. 
uh, like, you know, Thanos in Infinity War when everybody's holding on to him and they're trying to get mm-hmm. the Infinity Gauntlet off. Because these are the two people who care about Joker the most. The Batman cares about him in that weird way that they always insinuate that Batman cares about the Joker and, and <laughs> yeah, Harley yeah. Quinn and the Joker, obviously. Right. So they're, they're holding Joker back like Thanos in Infinity War and King DDD drops off a building with a fully charged down B rocket hammer <laughs> and smacks him right in the face. <laughs> And then, <laughs> and then okay. DDD inhales the mask right off Joker's head, right? Inhales the mask right off Joker's head. Joker goes back to normal Joker. They put him back in Arkham Asylum. Hooray, the world is saved. Now, everyone in Gotham thinks the mask is going to be destroyed by King DDD's really unnerving digestive system. But... What they don't know is that King DDD has this mask inside of him and he takes it back to Popstar. And King DDD, again, like I said earlier, is typically only an asshole when he is being controlled by somebody else. And so he knows he needs to get this mask off Popstar as well. And so he takes the same rift in the warp to another dimension and hands his mask off to the happy mask salesman outside of Hyrule. And then gets on a warp star and flies back to pop star. That's how I end my story. Don't boo me. It's good. (laughs) You're that sounded like, um, that episode of speaking of parks and rec, the, uh, the, the Patton Oswalt bit where he does his like (laughs) nine minute insane monologue. Yeah. That's that's what I could not help, but thinking that's what you sounded like, especially when you brought in the happy mask guy. (laughs) I sound like that eight out of ten podcast episodes that we do. I mean, I think that's the spirit animal of our podcast, so you're definitely on target. <laughs> right on. But yeah, I mean, that's it. it you know, DDD smacks okay. Joker in the face really hard. I dig it. Eats the I mask. Dig it. There, there's, there's, there's a very, like, again, a full page, incredibly detailed picture of, of the Joker's face just, like, smushed up against the edge of his mallet. And like the mask is starting to slide off. No, I, I dig it. I'm I'm here for it. Yeah, okay. I'm here for heroic down, like falling off the building, down B rocket the the hammer off the Joker. I'm I'm there for all of that. You lost me at happy mask salesman, Matt. You lost me at goes back through the warp and happy <laughs> mask salesman. Whatever. I, but I but I'm not deciding the outcome of this. I guess so. I guess it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> the through line of every mask story is that no matter what they do, somebody puts the mask back on. Like no matter if they bury it or try and destroy it. Like no matter what happens, For somebody sure. puts the mask back on. And so I I felt like mm-hmm. I needed to to. Could send the mask back on the Mask World tour. I gotta continue and set <laughs> yeah. things right as as all things should be. In Matt's defense, the Happy Mask salesman. It's in Nintendo canon that he's a world traveler because he has a Mario mask. Yeah, yeah. He's like he's like extra planer. Yeah. All right, all right. He's he's Nintendo's planeswalker. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I I get it, but I refuse to like it. I don't like it either, Kyle. So <laughs> none of us on. really actually liked it. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't like it either. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Todd, bring us bring us back to normal. Do you want some more animal puns? Because that's what you're gonna get. Fuck. Don't. So, oh, don't you don't me. So, um, <laughs> in okay, so we we're building up to this final battle. So in this final battle, we have King DDD pin and his rogues gallery of animal puns, and and you know he's facing down um, heroes like Scarlet Pooch. Squawkeye, Quacksilver, 
Crocter Strange and Deer Devil. And and it looks like those heroes are gonna lose until Mooster Fantastic opens the rift into Popstar again. In case you're wondering, that's Mr. Fantastic but a cow. Anyway, he uses science to a moose. Yeah, I also thought it was a moose. I think it's actually I think he's a cow. I think that's what they do here. Um time out, because we're gonna check that. Oh, oh no, I he is like a he is a moose. He is a, a moose. moose. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um anyway, my their, mistake. Bird, their bird puns are way better than their non bird puns. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I I thought Crocter Strange was real good. Crocter Strange um, is that's is excellent. A plus. So Mooster Mooster Fantastic mm. uses science to open up the rift into Popstar again, and forces King DDD Pin and Man Bat Knight back through the rift. So the dust settles, uh, and the heroes brush themselves off, and you know they've got to lock up the the other uh, animal villains like Ham Nito, Paste Pop Peep. Uh, hobgobbler, which is hobgoblin, but a turkey. Uh, <laughs> s- sand, sand manatee, which is Sandman, but he's a manatee. And of course, Doctor Doom. Um, and and so, as all this is happening, uh, we, you know, the dust is settling. And as they walk away, we, the viewers, get to see a close up of a twig on the ground that starts to grow. The comic panel it it zooms back. And we see this face on a twig with two huge black eyes and a large open mouth that whispers as though it was blowing wind, I am Woods. So what that is, that's Kirby Deep Lore. That's Wispy Woods, but it is like Groot now in this world. So we have a sentient evil plant (laughs) monster that's now it's going to take, it's going to take help from the heroes and the anti-heroes from Popstar in the next crossover good i i have to say i'm definitely liking happy mask salesman a lot more (laughs) okay okay wait wait i know what you want okay (laughs) nick furry agent of sheep Uh, what does sheep stand for sheep has to be an acronym it it definitely is an acronym and i don't have it in front of me and i won't dive into it what's um um, scarlet witch's counterpart that i'm looking uh, at here that was the one i listed uh scarlet pooch scarlet pooch um the you have uh there's another really good one if i can find oh galactopus galactus is a platypus <laughs> um okay i don't have a picture of that um, one up in most, front of me most of these look very very dumb except for the deer devil deer devil looks rad as hell deer devil <laughs> deer devil and and goose rider both look incredible yeah. Yeah. what about yeah. what about for the for the beyonder what if i told you it was beyonder like it's no. a B. Like it's no, a like, like, it's a B. That's like a, a Jerry B. Seinfeld movie. I don't like it. <laughs> okay, here's a bad one. Crocter Strange is good. Crocter Strange passes the sniff test. Uh Namor the Submariner is submarsupial. It is an <laughs> unspecified marsupial. They just really phoned that okay. one in. So Todd, right. in this I don't... in this picture you shared, all the way on the left, the the bear at the bottom left corner. Is that a Black Panther bear? I did not share Who that. Shared but this? Yes. Oh, I <laughs> I shared this, but all I did was find fan art on Twitter. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's that is that is those are not the real. Yeah. Uh, oh. Those, that that is okay. representative of what they are, though I believe. This is just rad fan art that I found. That's yeah, that's very fun. rad. We'll, fan art. we'll post it. We'll post it in the show notes. Yeah, we'll we'll tag the person because I don't have their handle in front of me right um, now. Um, okay. let me see. Thanks, I man. I had Black Panther. Uh, it is a black back. <laughs> Let's black move on. Panda. Let's move. On. Black panda. <laughs> We're done with animal puns now. Okay. I can't take any more. Are we though? 
Um, no, we have to, yeah, we have to be done. So, okay. So you, we've gone through each of your treatments. Um, I don't hate two of the three of them. The answer may surprise you. <laughs> may surprise you. Um, so let's, let's move in now, uh, and wrap this up with our super secret bonus question. So, um, I'm going to change things up a little bit different instead of having you cast King DDD, because I'm sure you all took a lot of time to cast King DDD. Um, we're not going to do that. Instead, I want to get a little discussion going. So in the not original Kirby, but the the NES Kirby, Kirby's Adventure, the the deep lore with Kirby and DDD is that DDD is, I guess, like what you would consider an antihero or just like an, a misunderstood character. He's not a villain. It was like drink, Kirby's dream world is like he's taking the like DDD took all the food. But then in Kirby's Kirby's Adventure, it's, you look like you want to say something, Matt. Yeah, the the Wikipedia I read on King DDD today described King DDD as Kirby's arch frenemy, and that felt yeah, right. That's fair, and that that's like that's kind of how Nintendo has treated him, especially in the recent games. But so the the big like lore behind DDD is in Kirby's Adventure, um, Kirby is going through and collecting the the fragments of the Star Rod that DDD had shattered. But the reason that DDD had shattered the Star Rod was to protect Popstar from being attacked by by Nightmare, which is you know this like extra planar Eldritch horror. Um, because as we discussed in the past, Kirby Kirby loves him some Eldritch nightmares. Yep. So um, so it's kind of revealed you know like everyone is the the hero in their own story. Um, so what I want I just want to have a quick discussion as our super secret bonus question. I want each of you to tell me is DDD a hero or a villain. And we will come right back to that after the break. And we're back. So the, secret, the super secret bonus question was, is King DDD a hero or a villain? Discuss. Andrew, how, based on everything we've talked about Kirby on this show, could King DDD be anything but the hero of Popstar? <laughs> <laughs> Popstar is visited oh. by a, once again, eldritch horror of con- complete and total consumption and destruction, and the only only thing standing in his way is King Dedede and his his army and weapons. Like I don't I don't have anything to like go on about because once again, based on everything we've talked about, Kirby is a demon, a world eating demon, <laughs> and King Dedede is the only one trying to stop him. Um, very clearly, hero material in my. In my book, and in DDD versus Marvel Zombies, he's a hero as well. So, flat out, okay, hero no DDD, our our God King. Yes, we've got one for hero. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with Kyle, uh, especially about my story here. King DDD, absolutely a hero. Because let's let's talk about what happened here. The mask showed up on Popstar. King DDD put it on like King DDD would discovered its evil powers when he knocked it off his own head with a Gordo bounce back. 
obviously the number one killer of all DVDs. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Way more than diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> and went to another galaxy to help remove the mask from that galaxy, took it back to Popstar, and King DDD knew he could regurgitate that filthy mask and put it back on his own face and wreak havoc on Popstar, but he saw the evil it was, he saw the damage it did, and he, just like Peter Quill and the Guardians of the Galaxy when they took the Power Stone to the Collector, took the mask to the extra planar collector that is the happy mask salesman for Majora's Mask and got that mask out of Popstar. DDD is not, it's not even an argument. Absolutely a hero. Except your argument is that they gave, they gave this, this object of absolute evil to a chaos deity, but that's fine. <laughs> well, I mean, so did the Guardians of the Galaxy, but nobody talks about that. Fair point. Todd? Yeah, so I'm going to talk about briefly the evolution of King Dedede because original King Dedede was a villain. Absolutely. That is a thing. I don't know if you all owned or played um, the 1992 release, the OG Kirby. Um, the joke here would be that Matt did not. And so. I have it. I, it's literally right here. <laughs> sure, you do, Matt. Okay. No, it's fine. It's, it's a decent game. But in that one, King Dedede, the whole plot was he stole all the food. That was it. That's what he did. He's a bad guy. Now, I, I don't. I don't think he was stealing it for reasons to like donate it to more needy people. No, he stole the food because he's an asshole. You don't was think, a Todd? But get the facts. We're not what, here for what, your anecdotes. What King DDD did do, though, was between the year '92 and '93, he had an evolution because that's when Kirby's Adventure came out in '93, and he found himself. And said, he went the same route as Fable 3's brother King, who ends up doing all this terrible shit to protect his kingdom. So, I was going to say, I, I, think he, I think he was saving up all the food for the war effort. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like brother yeah. King. <laughs> yeah. Much like Fable 3, he had that story that, that mm -hmm. ultimately happened in, in 93. And so, in Kirby's Adventure, we find out he's not a bad guy, just a bad king. And so, if there's one okay. thing we've learned, he's a bad king. He's, a, he's an anti-hero, and he's got a sweet Cajun accent. And if nothing else, he is the ally Kirby will turn to in Act 3 when he needs him. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I like these answers. I, I also agree. I think that's definitely a, a, a four in the column of King DDD is, is a misunderstood hero. 100%. Okay. Um, well, with that, I'm glad that we're all on the same page about our, uh, our favorite chunkster. Um, let's go around the horn and uh, get some closing arguments. Andrew, I, I don't know how else to sell this. Um, beyond the fantastic Marvel zombie story, uh, DDD and Thor team up all culminated with uh, DDD doing his version of the snap to to clear out all the zombies in this universe. Um, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tell you that if you pick up DDD v Marvel zombies, you also get a one year 12 issue run of Thor and DDD searching for the Infinity Stones. Um, yep. Across the galaxy and all the all the craziness Perfect. that that coincides with that. <laughs> Perfect. It'll it'll supersede uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Exactly. That's all I got. Okay. Um. So I would like to pull a quote from Kirby right back at you and King DDD's sweet, sultry, perhaps problematic Cajun accent. <laughs> <laughs> Dare I say? <laughs> and um, I just want to title. This run, Joker Mask, and then quote 
Kirby, right back at you. Bring in the weapons of mass DD destruction. Oh, excellent. That was a Excellent. topical. That was a topical reference at the time too, because uh, Kirby right back at you was right at right around two thousand four or five when yeah, we were going into yeah. Iraq. But yeah, it had Kirby right back at you had big Bush uh, Bush and Iraqi war energy. <laughs> Matt, Matt, before we leave you, I have one question for you. What's more problematic, D D D's Cajun accent or all or Dane Cook's filmography? Oh, uh, B choose two, gun to your head. Choose the second one for sure. Todd, having uh, the big wigs at Comics Inc. or whatever the hell we're doing today um, <laughs> fund my storyline means that in season two we will have King DDD Pin teaming up with other antiheroes like the Green Gobbler, which is a turkey. Mysterio Ape, which is Mysterio but a gorilla. And of course, everyone's favorite enemy that could turn hero in this storyline, Electro, which is Electro, <laughs> but he's an eel. Also, Baron Zebro, which is Baron Zemo but a zebra. <laughs> stop. Just stop it. Wait, does Baron Zebro have like a, a, a visor on his Does well? he does have he a visor on him? <laughs> Why would you ask, ask such a stupid question? It's such an and I think, obvious, and I think obvious we said it during the break, but Galactus is Galactopus. Also, mm-hmm. um, Vision is just called Pigeon because it's a pigeon. That's so stupid. Everything about this is stupid. I feel the need to point out that I, Kyle Harper, here in 2020, just realized the Marvel Universe have has Electro and Electra, and they are unrelated to each other. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, that's the true. Spanish, it's, it's the Spanish mm. version of words. There's a male word and a female word, depending if you put a different letter on the end. Right. But, but these two are unrelated to each other in any yeah. way, shape, or form. That's all. That's all I... Uh, okay. Just so one, sorry. One good thing that did come out... <laughs> sorry, this is stupid. One good thing that did come out of this is, obviously, there's the problematic, uh, like, there's the problematic Asian bad guy, Fin Fang Foom, which is a dragon and is super racist, and so they don't yeah. talk about that ever. Uh, redone, it is Doo-Wop-Doo. It's still a dragon, but they just made it Doo-Wop-Doo. But Why? There's no explanation. It's like Man, they sat God. down and like, all right, we've we're, we've got to do Fing Fang Foom. We've got to put him in here, but we need to make sure we keep all the problematic aspects of it. I just I just love they're like we can't do that again, right? And everyone's like, right? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we'll do better. Got it. And like that's the kind of thing Marvel would do as an excuse to rename Fing Fin Fang Foom. They'd be like, <laughs> oh yeah, we're gonna bring in Doop Doom from uh, from the Spider Man universe. Everything else blew up though, so don't worry about it. Well, that's Just what they did with that's what they did with Miles Morales, Miles Morales after yeah. Uh, yeah. The Ultimates, yeah. Yep. Exactly. All right, cool. Well, uh let's let's hear some good vibes. I think we uh we definitely need that uh these days more than ever. So, so starting out, Matt, you you definitely brought the weirdest option today. Thank the you? mask the mask is a very very strange good comic that does very strange, good, comic-y things that, like, I think the the big two are afraid to do, and the mask gets to have fun doing at their expense. Um, it's weird, Matt. This is a weird combo. Um, 
but but you did it and you did it well. So so good job there. And and Todd, you you certainly brought the animal puns and you did a good a good thing putting putting penguin actual giant penguin King Dedede into like the animal world where he would most fit in and not be a distracting like abomination but <laughs> but I think I feel like you did it for all the wrong reasons those reasons being getting to say animal puns for half an hour on our podcast so it's fair eh. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh yeah man Kyle I love Marvel zombies <laughs> Marvel zombies rules and in this weird thing that we did today of where should we put King DDD I I sort of figured that Whatever the coolest backdrop was was going to be the best answer. And I think Marvel Zombies is the coolest backdrop. So good on you, mate. Um, that, that was fun. Todd, A-plus on the animal puns. Also, thank you for introducing me to Goose Rider. I needed that in my <laughs> life. I didn't know that I needed it, but um, that was that was the tiny little dopamine squirt that's going to get me through the day. So thanks. If anyone if anyone has a Goose Rider plushie or any Goose Rider merch at all and can get it to Matt, we'll like get you in the Patreon for free. Like <laughs> let's let's get Matt a Goose Rider. Let's get Matt Goose Rider merch. If you can find a Goose Rider plushie, I'll buy you an apartment. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I'm oh also... fuck! There's a Goose Rider plushie. <laughs> <laughs> Bail. I might need to retract that previous statement. Uh, I'm also looking at this picture of Hobgobbler you posted, and Hobgobbler is my favorite. It looks pretty much exactly like <laughs> Hey Hey from Moana, and I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some some artists definitely did a creative uh, rendering of Hobgobbler, and it's maybe my new favorite thing. <laughs> yeah, it looks like Robot Chicken. It's very good. Yeah, uh, it's really silly. I got on the dock today and hadn't picked a thing yet and saw that both of you guys went the Marvel route. And so I decided I wasn't going to go Marvel, and I tried to go DC, and that didn't work. And so I turned to, like, I, I opened the special box, the breaking case of emergency with the Dark Horse label on the front of it, and I found the mask, <laughs> and, and thanks for letting me do that today. I appreciate it. Is that everybody? No, no, no it's, I, still, I still have okay. to go, but I found a thing. <laughs> um, Todd just keeps Gosh, finding dude. pictures of the, the animal puns he made all day today. I'm going to start my own Instagram account that's just photos of these... <laughs> These heroes from 8311. Um, he, uh, Crocter Strange, his name is Steeman Strange, the master of the misfit arts. His affiliation is the rancid one. All right, so that's cool. Kyle, I, much like Matt, really like Marvel Zombies, and the fact that you made King DDD the hero of Marvel Zombies, along with Thor, was very enjoyable for me. I, I feel like if someone's going to be the hero of Marvel Zombies, it's always the person you least expect. And I did not expect King Dedede. So <laughs> you you fill the equation in. I'm I'm glad to do that. Matt, you brought nostalgia to my ear holes today. Um <laughs> but I can hear the, the Cuban beat song in my head because you referenced it. And it's going to be there for a long time. <laughs> it sure is. I enjoyed your uh, your stone skip of a jaunt through different things that ultimately started with, you know, over here we had like 
King Dedede, and we ended up over here with Harley Quinn, and you're like, hey, we're going to find a way to get there, but wouldn't you know it, the mask is in the middle as the through line. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. Thought it was good. I hope to never see it again. <laughs> uh, also, I will never forgive you for talking about King Dedede's nipples. I will never forgive myself, so you and I have that in common. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, Big Comics Inc. has made their decision. Uh, they were impressed. Let me just say they were impressed. They they thought this was a pretty, uh, pretty out there topic and uh, didn't know what kind of responses they would receive. But they, they liked all three. Um, of course, they had to pick one. And uh, unfortunately, the one that won definitely had a leg up on the other two and having quite possibly the coolest uh, source material. I knew uh, I was going to so, win today. I knew it. Thanks, Andrew. Yeah, that was really so, nice of you to say those things about me. So the the peanut butter in my chocolate division has actually worked, has actually already reached out to a Twitter user at Craig Russo, um, who <laughs> who is uh, the one that did all these awesome Earth, what, 8311, is that what it is? 8311? Yeah. Yeah, 8311 images. And uh, Craig Russo is going to uh, work with us to do the cover art for World War ZDD. Uh, <laughs> coming, <laughs> coming to you fall 2020. Oh, fuck. That's so good. That is very that's good. That's so good. Uh, so congratulations, Kyle, but more so congratulations me for uh, that awesome title. We can, <laughs> we'll good. split the commission. Okay. <laughs> All right. And that's going to do it for uh, our episode today. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Debate This. Um, follow along with our arguments on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And now on Patreon at patreon.com slash debate this cast. Um, if you would consider supporting us at just $2 a month, You'll get access to our private Discord server, which we brought, which we talked about earlier, where we're sharing memes, talking about the episodes, whatever else, playing games, whatever else is going on in the world of video games and, and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You can listen to me complain about how bad I am at Magic the Gathering Arena. <laughs> uh, you can listen to us to complain about um, how bad we are at Overwatch, uh, ex- excluding excluding Brad, who's the only one of us who's ever going to go pro. <laughs> And uh, now supporting us at five dollars a month, you will join. This is the real. This is the real deal here. Uh, you're going to join hashtag Buttwomp Nation. Buttwomp. That's right. Which gives you access to our premium monthly feed, uh, which you'll get one additional episode of Debate This per month. The uh, the rumored fourth week. Right now, we're going through our D&D campaign featuring Forbagorf and the Office Drones. I just wrote the end of the first kind of arc, and it's buck wild, y'all. I'm very excited about it's it. It's very fun. We're having a good time. And yeah, we're yeah, having you a blast. All, you should all pay us so you can listen to that. <laughs> yeah. And finally, if you're really looking to throw some cash around, because we're definitely not in a huge recession right now, uh, you can toss us 50 bucks one time to commission your very own episode of Flavor Text. So whatever series or franchise you want us to, to learn about, we'll do it. We'll cover it. If you want to hear more about Peter Porker's insane universe, if you want us to dive, if you want Matt <laughs> to dive back in through the mask wiki, He'll do it, and he'll do it specifically. I Word on the street is that first that first flavor text is like is cooking, and um, <laughs> yeah, and it sounds like we're gonna take a trip to Flavor Town to finish it out. So <laughs> yeah, I think we're all taking a bus to motherfucking Flavor Town. Get in on that while you can. Absolutely. And look, if money is tight now, right now, we are in a, se- a recession. Some of you may not have jobs. 
and we understand that. That's perfectly fine too. Um, free way to support is please consider leaving a review on your podcasting app. Uh, if you use iTunes, especially, that's that's I hear a big deal. Um, but also Spotify. Spotify is definitely raising and rising in the ranks to be kind of like the most popular podcast app. So yeah, please consider if you if you don't want to spend any money, that's totally fine. We get it. Just uh, would love to hear get a review from you. It's free to tell your friends about us too. Tell yep. your friends. Yep. We're fun. Absolutely. And I'll throw one more thing out there. We joined the Good Pods Revolution. Uh, if Good Pods is an app that you like, we're on that now too. Mm-hmm. And you can follow us. I run our Good Pods page and I do not know what that means. But if you know <laughs> what it means, feel free to message me. I would love to talk Get to Matt you. Up and explain if it Matt's to. doing a bad job, he wants to know so he can do a good yeah. job. Help, help us with the feedback. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, until next time, I'm Andrew Henderson. I'm Kyle Hammer Bros Harper. I'm Matt. I've spent too much time thinking about the mask to come up with a middle name, Cole. I'm Todd the Pun Fisher Thomas. <laughs> we're saying thanks for debating with us. And if you think we're wrong, then you can come fight us behind the swing sets, nerds. <laughs> <laughs>